0: How's everybody doing? I am Nate host of this Artist Exchange radio show. I have to keep reminding you because I haven't been here in almost a month now. Oh, a month, actually. Uh, And I am, I've been just, you know, letting this pandemic do what it do. Um, And a couple announcements. uh, One being, uh, check out the Artist Exchange radio show page as well as the group page, the Instagram page. Um, I am doing a couple of kind of like workshop series with various individuals, um, and you'll be able to find that on the Artist Exchange page. I have a um, series of interviews that I'm about to start doing for a project that I'm working on called You Thought I Was Him, um, produced and directed by Troy Burton. Um, And I'll be interviewing a number of, Whew, a number of people. The first show is going to be four people. Uh, and then in February, we have a number of people. We have a couple of surprise people coming by. So stay tuned for that. Um, you can go to the You Thought I Was Him page on Facebook and Instagram to learn more about who's coming up and more information on the project. I am working in the capacity in this first phase as more marketing and branding and producing and such so i'm really excited about um getting out and doing something within this pandemic i've been um i've been busy for the first part and this last like maybe since september when my grandmother passed away it's been a little hard trying to get that momentum back and then um i got sick and some things happened and it's just been it's been tough these last like 4 months um, and that's one of the reasons I kind of took off for December, and now I'm just jumping back out there doing some things I've, I've had time to plan. I've had time to get things in order, so that's where I'm at, and that's what I'm doing. Um, you see, I got my cotton shirt on today, my cotton sweatshirt. I want to give. Oh, that's not what I wanted to do. Uh, I wanted to give my condolences to uh, Mr. Winky. Mr. James Winky Compoor, he passed away on the 7th, and his significance to Coppin State University is he's been the face and the mouthpiece for Coppin for so many years. He is actually an alumni, and he's been the president of that alumni association for a number of years. So um, him and his wife Peaches, um, when you saw her, you saw him, you saw him, you saw her. So my condolences goes out to him. Uh, to his family, to his wife, to his children, and all his extended family and friends at Coppin and beyond. He is he will be thoroughly missed. Uh, he gave Coppin, like, the biggest parade every time you saw him. So um, my condolences going out here. So I wanted to wear my Coppin shirt on my first show back to... Uh, for the new year. And I forgot to say happy new year to everybody. If I haven't seen you, um, we have a special guest today, um, Mr. Caleb Perry. Um, no relation to Tyler Perry, because I do need a role if that's possible. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to talk about his journey um, in music. He's an inspirational artist. Um, and we're going to talk about a Christian artist. I know some people feel funny about Use an inspirational uh Christian artist. Um, he's out of Atlanta now. We'll talk about his journey, his time in Atlanta, what's coming up. He has an album coming out. Um, and then just stay tuned for the last part of the show. I think um I'm gonna bring Marnie on and we will talk a little bit about this Marilyn Mosby indictment uh from probably the governor of uh this fair state of Maryland. Um and just elections and this COVID-19. So I'm back. My energy is, you know, I'm getting there. I put my blue and yellow on today so I can get a little pumped. Uh, But I'm really excited. Um, And I I just want to say before we get to the interview, please take time for you. Take time for you. Take time for if you're feeling a little funny, if you're getting a little fatigued, outside of even getting COVID 19 or the flu in general, if you're feeling weird mentally, physically, if your sleep is off, you know, your eating habits are off, take the time for you. I kept trying for the last three months, I kept taking a couple of days off and trying to come back and, and getting geared up since. Thanksgiving, a little bit before Thanksgiving, actually, I kept trying to come back and get it together. And I just couldn't. And um, I believe after my last, I believe that was December the 7th, I just slept that whole week. And my body just wouldn't, it felt like I was sick. So I ended up having to go to the doctors to realize I was just fatigued. I was really fatigued. I was really dehydrated. And I just needed to rest and get it together. And I took an extended period because of the Christmas holiday um, to really just get things in order. And it's just like when it rains, it pours. So um, I wanted to send a lot of ho- holiday and well wishes because I haven't posted really since the last show. Um, I just needed that time, that break. I still was a little active because I still was plan- you know, planning things. But um, I just took the time for me. And as artists, as entrepreneurs, as nine-to-fivers, as parents, as children, as just people, take the time that you need for you before the time takes you. And a lot of people have left here in the past two years because we were trying to keep a normalcy in our life. Right now, um, my God is telling me, be still. You know, plan and prepare, but be still. And if you don't get it, it will get you. I'm just saying. I've seen a lot of people pass out, fall out, and 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 couldn't get it back together, and they didn't come back from that. So I'm telling you, I'm pleading with you. A lot of people are starting to have strokes in this last couple months because I think the pressure is on to to try to keep it together. Obviously, a lot of our workplace environments aren't really caring about who we are and our safety. They're trying to cut the days of recovery from COVID from 10 to 5, just so we can get back to work early. You know, the Supreme Court has also uh, ruled that they're not allowed to tell you whether or not you have to get the vaccine in order to have employment. And we're going to talk a little bit about that next week. I have a guest coming on. We will get in, get into that debacle as well. But without further ado, I want to welcome our guest for today, Mr. Caleb Perry, um, you can find him on social media, Facebook, and Instagram, and I'm sure all over all the digital platforms alike. Uh, under Is it Caleb on all the digital platforms as Caleb well? Caleb Perry World, yep. Caleb, World, Caleb Perry World, everywhere. Um, go check this brother out. Um, I'm just meeting him. Thank you, too. Shout out to D.B. Marshall down in Atlanta, also doing his thing on We Are You Radio. Um, but you can also find me Mondays through Fridays from six a.m. to ten a.m. on the Where Are You Morning Show. I'm doing too much, but I'm doing a little bit at a time. So, without further ado, let me welcome my guest. How you doing, Mr. Caleb? How you doing um, today, sir? I'm wonderful. How are you? So, as I tell all my guests, uh, this ain't the the fluff interview. We're here to engage. We're here to talk about you. We're here to talk about your journey. Um, we're not going to bring no exes out of the closet and none of the crazy stuff, but it's just about you and your message and your journey and what you want to be put out there in the world and just engagement. a uh, right. heavy focus on engagement. So without, um, we will go get right into it, jump right into it. Um, Let me know uh, a little bit about yourself, where you come from, and and let's Kind of get that to how we got to Atlanta. Gotcha. So the, mecca, I, the black Mecca.
1: Yeah, right. The black Mecca. Well, I'm, I'm actually an Air Force baby. So I, Ooh, yeah. I'm, it's hard to say one place, but I do claim Cleveland, Ohio. I was okay. raised there. My family is still there. Um, I have a lot of roots there. So Cleveland, Ohio, um, definitely. Um As an artist, man, I have had the influence of so many different sounds, so uh, yeah, it, it ranges honestly um, from pop to R&B. Of course, I'm a Christian artist, so gospel, CCM, mm-hmm. country music. Um, yeah, as an artist, I, I, I'm all over the place.
0: So how did you get to Atlanta?
1: So funny thing is, I actually was living in Vancouver, Canada at that point, mm-hmm. and um, I couldn't get a work visa for the type of work that I was doing at that point. And my mom had taken ill, so it was like, okay, it's time to come back. Uh, at that time, she was living in Macon, Georgia. And okay, I actually moved to Macon, but I'm a city boy. I'm a big city boy, so
0: <laughs> that's making making a little urban. It's a little urban. It can that be a little is urban. a good word for
1: it. Yes, it is definitely <laughs> Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> but And it's a great city. Don't get me wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to make it. You know, it's kind of in kinda, between kinda, kinda. the country of Georgia and the city life of Georgia. You get a good cross section.
1: Right. Um, so that's actually how I ended up in Atlanta. But that's the easier story, uh, honestly. <laughs>
0: And and I I know because I was uh, if Trump was coming back I was going to uh, to Canada and I know they're they are really serious post and uh, before and after the um, uh, COVID they have strict like you gotta go through some hoops in order to get your citizenship there they don't they don't just let anybody in no they put people out but they don't just let anybody in. Right. They definitely don't. They, they are very much
1: um, about making sure they can take care of their own before right. working on, you know. Right. Anyone else. I can say that that's definitely a characteristic of the Canadians. And I, I love it. It was great. Well, I had a ball there.
0: So in terms of music, how, where did that, you talked a little bit about your inspiration, but where did that start? Was it school or... After school, like, where where did that singing bug come from? You know,
1: I've always had it. Um, Okay. Um. Nothing external um, sparked it, honestly. As a kid, you know, we, we have our games, and, you know, as kids, we have these imaginary worlds. My world was literally finding a computer, pulling up a map, and saying, "Okay, I have to go here for a tour. I have to go here for a tour and here for a tour," and then after spending maybe like an hour doing that, I would pretend that I was a singer and, "Oh, I have to rush to the airplane now, and I'm going to this city for this video shoot." Oh, so you
0: were in the Air Force?
1: No, my uh, my mom was.
0: Okay, 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 okay.
1: Yeah, I'm in mean, Air. No, that, that's how I played. Oh, okay. like, that's how like I know it wasn't anything external that said, okay, oh, that looks fun. It's mm-hmm. that's how I play. Those yeah. my game. So that's
0: So how did I you laughed. know, did you know you wanted to be a singer or you just knew something creative was coming? It was
1: always singing. It was okay. always singing. When I played, I was always a singer. I was always uh, doing a music video or a concert or an award show. So I always knew that, that yeah, singing was it
0: for me. I thought, I mean, I, I remember the music videos and it was always at Six Flags, or not Six Flags, but it was, I think it was Great Adventures or something like that. They always had these music booths in there. And my dreams were crushed when I did my first video there because I thought that was going to make me pop off like Murray J and it just didn't happen that way. It's okay though. That journey isn't for everyone. It wasn't
1: for
0: everyone. It's okay. That's a real it's political enough. way of saying it. That's a real <laughs> political way. Even if you can sing, I don't think singing is for everybody. Just like, I don't think, just because you know how to do something doesn't mean that that's your path. That's a big lesson that I, I've meditated over in the last couple of years, because you do everything and you don't count the cost of that. You're wasting time from the thing that you're supposed to be moving towards.
2: Exactly. I, I can definitely
1: attest to that. Um, mm. And honestly, you know, being young, just going into college, that's where I was having to learn that lesson. Uh, to be honest, I'm a better dancer and a better actor. Um mm the the conversation was, you know, go towards that, go to school for that, focus on that. But my heart, my pat my, my heart wasn't in that, the passion wasn't in that. Um, what I could actually offer wasn't there. So okay. there were a few years, of course, of uh, okay, it makes sense that I would try to uh go for that. Uh, but you know,
0: God saw fit for me to do this. What has been your biggest, biggest struggle? My biggest struggle has been me,
1: honestly. (laughs) Um, Being aware, I'm aware that, you know, what I want to sing about, I don't necessarily always fit the culture um, in different ways. Uh, vocally, I don't sound like most male singers' songs the same way. And, you know, there are different types of riffs and runs and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, at, at situations that I just don't do like males. I just don't. Um, and for years, that, that brought a lot of doubt. It made me feel like, okay, I'm not a good singer or... Mm-hmm. Be doing this, or uh, my voice isn't; wouldn't be as valued as this male singer, so I won't make it. Things like that. That honestly, me getting in my own head has been my biggest thing. But yeah, that's what I face.
0: <laughs> it is, and uh, in, in my art education. Um, and me training to be an artist, uh, going through the educational system and and, and growing that way, it is is very detrimental because you have a lot of people who aren't what they're telling you you could never be, uh, or what is going to be difficult for you, and it it can really damage an individual long term, even when they make it, it can be very detrimental because you. You begin to fight for things that you shouldn't really be fighting for. You know, somebody else's opinion is just that. Um, and many of us get caught up as artists um, trying to be liked and trying to find acceptance instead of just preparing and, and getting that instrument together, whatever that creative outlet may be for you. We, when did you say, when did you solidify this is what I'm going to do, regardless of whether people like it or not, regardless of the struggle? When did you say that? So I, ooh, how old was I?
1: Some people, I was, it was
0: just yesterday. So if it was yesterday, that's cool. Yeah, no, it was, <laughs> it was,
1: it was years ago. It was definitely mm-hmm. years ago. Um, I had made a decision that, okay, I wanna sing. I wanna sing. Now, um, there's levels to this. Um, what did I wanna sing? I listened to a lot of music, and so, and I'm inspired by a lot of different genres. Um, right. So, then that was another level. If we're talking about uh, becoming solidified in wanting to sing Christian music, that was the past five years, the past five years, I was set that, okay, I know I definitely want to go into um, singing about God, singing about what I love, um, singing about my faith and what that means for me. Um, That was the past five years. And then, of course, there's hurdles through that that I've had to work through as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's levels to it. And uh, to be honest, you know, life is ever evolving. So it's not like anything is ever going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be something to look at or to, you know, sit down and say, hey, let me think about this. How how does this make me feel? What are the struggles of this level or this place that I'm in today? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I can say, you know, my most recent thought or... I don't want to call it a struggle, but a a growing moment Mm -hmm. was deciding, deciding um, talking points. Honestly, what do I want to share um, with the world and what does that mean? What does it look like? Do, do I take on the responsibility completely if, if they take it a certain way or why am I here? Why am I here? What's the real purpose? I think, um, the word success is very, 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 very important and defining what that is. Um, Getting to that point and really, really defining what success is, that's been my last hurdle or growing moment.
0: Especially in the field of music you are venturing into, not to limit you to to that one, uh, but it's been a lot of young artists and just artists in general who have publicly come out and, and either denounced it for a period of time or have been really um, conflicted in terms of what they're singing about and having to feel like they're being caged in right? Right. And, and locked into a doctrine versus uh, an artistry that is from God. Like Just, just deciding which way they were going to go. I know a lot of Gospel singers who are now secular singers because the stress of maintaining the appearance of your life was harder than the talent. Right, and it 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 be it can be too much. Uh, it can be too much for any artist, but specifically when you're coming from a faith based um, world, it can be hard because you it feel like you have more scrutiny or more eyes on you.
2: Well, definitely, I I feel
1: I feel like on both ends, you know, whether it's a faith based um, genre that you're in or you know just popular culture, we know mm-hmm. culture like on both sides, artists get it. But right. for me, uh, my my biggest thing has been with uh, the genre that I, I claim to be a part of is like you said, the culture of it. What does what's the culture really supposed to be? Um, mm-hmm. so my approach is different, and that's gonna be another growing moment, you know, um, really owning my platform, mm-hmm. so like my new single that's coming that came out today, I don't mention God once um it's not a work it's not a work' get
0: you X Murray Murray when they came out it's yeah, exactly
1: even though you know they were very clear they said jesus they said god like they made it very clear it was the sound of it it didn't fit the culture at that
0: time not um, at first when they came out at first i mean i'm not disputing them they were saying hell and they people had a problem because they would not say the word god they said everything but god and and i don't think anything was wrong with that because they were supposed to bridge the worlds. that was their calling, but. That world can be brutal. I, I just think it's so interesting, you know,
1: that you know, uh, there's that distinction of world. Um, for me, as a Christian, Jesus Christ is supposed to be a part of life. So why are we right. making it so separate? My right. approach to my music is relation, right? right. So. We're supposed to have a relationship with God that's supposed to be how we you know define or or it would be ideal to define our relationship with others like we do with God right um so a lot of my music I've been told who are you really talking to well I'm talking to God but it's a relationship right relationships are relationships and relationships you talk about this you may talk about that you may talk about this um you may not always be happy, happy, go lucky. You may, you know, have uh, uh, questions, you may have doubts. You may say, "Mm, I forgot this, uh, that I forgot that this was a characteristic of you, sorry, my bad. That's with any relationship. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of insecurities come from. So with God, we doubt him at times. With the spouse, Mm -hmm. we'll doubt and say, hey, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, treat me like this, don't, things like that. Um, so that's my approach with it, which, you know, is going to cause more of a struggle because it's not, I'm not eliciting, we're trying to elicit emotion from anyone. I'm really not, um, I worry
0: worry about faith, I mean, I worry about all artists, but I specifically worry about faith-based artists because of course your faith has to come first and the talent then, well, if that's your choice. Uh, but typically the faith comes first and then the business and the artistry follows that. And I see a lot of them struggling with being quote-unquote worldly artists within their faith-based genre. And you see them, you know, now we, we have Kanye and Snoop Dogg putting out gospel uh, music and the the world is being really, it feels like the lines are being blurred, but I think that's what. It, as you said before, it's why do we try to separate the worlds when one is supposed to use the other or be a use of to the other? Right. Uh, but but it, I think it's still rules and doctrine and processes that are still staples. And it's that other side of if you're talented, as long as you don't make a spectacle, then we can forgive you we can like push it not forgive you but push it under the rug uh, but are you worried about uh, not just to say you have a salacious background but are you worried about the the scrutiny of it all going into this field well no um
1: i'm not worried about it mm-hmm. my thing is what was the point of jesus christ we talk about it we preach about it we sing about it we'll we'll do all of this but when it comes to actually displaying it to others, there it there is a stigma. Yeah. Caimed to save us from our sins. He came to forgive us. So why are we, why do we promote the idea of not being sinful? Of
0: well, having well, it. because we look at we look at uh humans more than we look at the relationship, more than we look at the word, and it becomes very detrimental because you're trying to balance that look at some of the artists out there who are secular who reek of god and typically they're always struggling with something less major not to say nobody else is but you see their struggle differently the whitney houston's of the world the fantasias of the world like you see their struggle like all over their body like you just see it and i i really you know I feel for a number of artists. Uh, we just had an issue with, um, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Leandra Johnson. Like the world could have lost that talent because people were trying to fit her into this imaginary box that she obviously didn't fit into. Right. So that that's typically my concern. Um, and and, I, and feel honestly, about-
1: I feel honestly, it won't change until we let go of concern. And continue to push this. So yes, there are going to be many that you know uh, get hit with the first. You know, with the first being the first. The first Uh, stones. You can say it. A couple first stones. I was going to say lips and lashes. uh, (laughs) We're going to be the first. Right? Um, it, but we can't be afraid of that. Because if we are, then it won't
2: change. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe we need to go back to the purpose of Jesus, why he came in the first place and let mm-hmm. go of that. We're supposed to be clean. We're supposed to be able to judge you
2: on your mm-hmm. sin. But
1: all of that, we're, we're not here for that.
2: Right, right.
0: You were never but that that seems to be the plan or the strategy right now. But I, I like how it's being altered and forced to be altered, even from some of the older artists. It's just coming out different now and they have to adjust. They have to adjust. We are living in a world where people don't believe it until they've seen it a number of times. And right. it's in their backyard. That's when people Began to latch on to it in the faith world and outside in the just a general uh, air of everything. But I, I'm interested to know who are some of those people are that you listen to when you're kind of getting yourself in a zone. Ariana Grande. Okay. Okay. That's, That's
2: it. where it is. <laughs> Honestly got that, no, oh, oh,
0: we got to gotta uh, infuse, infuse some more stuff in there. We got we to gotta infuse so, some more stuff in there. And
1: so what I can say, okay, specifically to that question, if I'm trying to get into the zone, I'm only listening to Ariana Grande. Now, there are other elements. So um, Brandy's BGVs and how she layers. Mm-hmm. um I like I, I, I'm I'm a layer like mm-hmm. I'm a layer all day like um that's in there. It doesn't necessarily listening to her doesn't make me want to write doesn't get me into the oh I'm an artist mood um but her influence is there um okay. if we're talking about you know imagery and things like that stage presence, Michael Jackson, to a degree. Michael mm-hmm. Jackson, to a degree. Um,
0: those those are some big shoes to follow. So I'm not trying to follow his shoes at all, at <laughs> all. Not at all. Um, he he was uh, having he, a hard time keeping up. Of course, at, at that
1: level, you know, most humans would, almost anyone would, honestly. Right. Um. And that's the thing, he was human. So at the end of the day, <laughs> he made it there. Well, what would happen to me if I made it to that point? You know, like, I don't know, I don't know yet. So he, he his influence is there. Who else could I say influence? Karen Clark Sheard's, um, well, more so Kiera Sheard. Her influence is, there in live performance, um so you know, there are certain people that you know their influence is there. But if you're asking who's who I hear, and I'm going to say, oh, I got to work, I need to work. It's Ariana Grande. What
0: is it about I mean, it. Maybe because she's like the generation behind me. But what is it about her? Because I hear artists speak about her the way they would speak about say, Mariah or Whitney or Luther or. What is it about her? So with the names that you just named, all the
1: reasons that, you know, uh, um, a a certain generation would immediately go to them is what Mm -hmm. Ariana is giving to the new generation. She does have the talent. She does have the ability. Um, She is is a, a copy of, you know, who's come before. And so though Whitney... Mariah, they're still around and, you know, they still have that influence. The, the impact that they had when they hit is what she is now. Now, for me specifically, I I appreciate her approach to the music. It is how I approach music mm-hmm. in regards to do, do this type of run, um, go into your head voice here, go into your falsetto here. Um right. the split the, the, the switch where she would switch is where I would naturally switch. Like, oh, I get it. That makes sense to me. Whereas um, if I'm listening to Whitney Houston, let's take Whitney Houston. Can I hit some of her notes? Yeah. Can I um Okay confidence? Come through confidence. I have the range. I definitely have the range. Um, can I attack the no- a note like her? Maybe not. She has more of a powerhouse. I have more
0: of a, more of a soft softer,
1: but, but I have range.
0: Um, where but she... you, you know, my my biggest concern is is don't like me right now. My biggest concern with the gen the last two generations coming up in music, technically, a lot of you have that ability. I'll call it ability just across the board. Um, and it's not a knock, but it's it it's almost feels like because, you know, you take a picture of a picture of a picture and at some point it starts to like lose its uh, quality and the, it gets really pixelated. And I'm, I'm trying to equate ability and, and kind of minus that out and just, Understand technically, a lot of artists that I hear today, they're talented. They're just missing that depth, and I hate to say that respect for the history of music. Well, let's just just I feel like that's missing. Let's take
1: life. Let's take music and everything out of that. We can say the younger generation does that in every aspect. Yeah, because they don't. And I hate to say it like this, but what's the need for the depth? So. Oh, my goodness. I'm
0: nervous. I'm just. Don't I'm be nervous. Don't be nervous. I'm 80. Like, I'm nervous because I hear a lot of artists say that. I, so, I just. I hear never say that. that. Mm-hmm. When I say that.
1: Okay. I'm trying to think of an example. I'm praying. I'm about to start
0: praying. I'm about to start praying, Mr. Caleb. I'm about to start praying. You should pray at all times. You should pray at all times. Yeah, but I'm about, I'm about to go into deep meditation prayer. I, I'm just nervous. I'm nervous that we are learning techniques, but we're not learning depth and uh, longevity and um, quality and everything is just... No, that's not what the world asks for anymore. It's just like
1: okay, there was a standard before. If the street lights came on, you're at you're in the house. Period. There was a standard of yes, children, you do sit there and you don't talk back. Your opinion doesn't matter. All of that has changed. All of that has changed. And with that, it's not music. It's I, I don't want to say it's the music industry it's life, it's how people are being raised. So when I say, what is the depth needed for? There was more, uh, I don't wanna say more, but th- the concern of, yes, a black person cannot walk down the street mm-hmm. was 10 times more intensified than it is today. So the depth of putting that into the, your child or the younger generation, it's not as, I don't want to say important. It's not as. Mm. And let's be honest, it is different because you can walk outside. You can walk outside now. You can go into a store. It is different when if you walk over here, yes, they can hang you and nothing will happen to them. That's different. Now it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. It doesn't mean that it, 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 that someone won't, you know, try. That's different. It's
0: still, I mean, it, it, you're in the South. It still happens. It still
1: happens. about. But it's not a thing of. It is a standard where if you're black and you walk somewhere, you'll die. That's not a standard anymore. The standards have changed in life. And in music. You've
0: been watching the and news, so, Mr. Caleb. That's not, that's not what's happening on the news. It's just not so, being done by it, it feels like we're doing it to ourselves or it's police or and then it's the other. But I, I get I get where you're going. And I and I, I I'm speaking about music because that's what we're talking about, but it is culturally. Uh, a part of where we are right now to kind of, oh, we did that already. Let me do something new. But there is, every generation has to take something from the history of what's happening and not just what's hot. You know, of course we see what's hot, but the reason that Whitney will be immortal or Michael or Prince would be immortal or. Bob Marley is immortal because there was a level of uh, depth and connection to the history. And I just feel like in music today, even in gospel music, I feel like um, there's a a pull to kind of separate. So let let Shirley Caesar do what she do, but I do this. And everything is about the runs that you can do and the acrobats that you can do with your sound versus what's your message what what are you saying can this message will this song live 40 years from now so and i don't see that if we're if we're talking message
1: i think a lot of people confuse message with sound Mm, in
0: music isn't it the same thing i mean it's two separate concepts but Not they the kind part. of are necessary for each other for the longevity of your music. I don't, I don't want people putting out gospel mixtapes. That's gonna bother me. I, I want them to, you know, in the gospel world, typically gospel artists. You have your commercial ones that have grown its success, the C.C. Winans, the Kirk Franklins, the Tamla Mans, where they have where they've kind of risen in the ranks. But typically, gospel artists are touring artists. They're out there in the congregations, in the world, you know, engaging. And they live off of music like rock music or jazz uh, musicians do, where they can live off a song for four or five, six years, you know, an album, and then put something out. And then you're like, oh, you got a new album coming out? It's, it's not the same walk as it is with the rest of the music. The other genres where you know they feel like they gotta put out an album every year or to be relevant, that relevancy comes, I think that's the word to use in this moment. So my what's wrong with that? Relevancy preference. Yeah. What what what's
1: wrong with taking a different approach in regards to let's you know approach? Mm That aspect a little differently and not, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, not to say okay, that's right. No,
0: right. no, and I, and I agree, but you can't recreate the will. Why can't? Everything, you? And, and, and every young person learns this lesson. Everything that you can think about doing can be sourced back somewhere. Every single exactly. thing that you think about has a source. Exactly. And it so, yeah.
1: You had made the comment, you know, mm-hmm. taking from the past. Yes. Just like he said, right. everything that's done does come from the past. There's nothing new that under the sun, it, it's not gonna be like but a but the whole
0: acknowledgement of it. First, the acknowledgement of it and the relevancy of it is my issue when it comes to these younger artists and some of these older artists are trying to be young. The the relevancy factor. And the, the idea that um, this came before, and you didn't just go to bed and dream of this. You know, it, you may have gotten it in a dream, but trust and believe you heard that throughout your life somewhere, and it's now connecting in this moment for with your creativity. But it, a lot of the young artists don't so have I'm that type of that. respect to it.
1: A lot of the older artists didn't do that until later in their career. So when Michael Jackson first did the moonwalk, did he say, oh, I just took this from Fred,
0: I took this, I took, oh my God, look how I... But he acknowledged acknowledged Fred Astaire, he acknowledged James Brown. So his acknowledgement of him loving them beyond nature, beyond, you know, measure, was a testament to him taking... From what they were doing and creating this, like he has a so the artist pattern for his, his moonwalk and his style of dance, right?
1: So, artists do I, it, it. It sounds like you know, there's two levels to it there uh-huh. is acknowledging, there is acknowledging, you know, who inspired you right. versus who did you take from. And honestly, uh-huh. none of the artists I took this from this person. Artists don't do that until later in their career, or until
0: mm-hmm. after. But see, I think that's the difference in the generation because older artists—they came out the back saying, "Hey, I love Aretha. I love." You still hear them saying it today. Now, there was—I think—in my generation is where the shift started to happen, where we just started to. Uh, take samples of people's work and then trying to turn it into something totally different. Yeah. I think my generation is when that started. But there's always, every artist that you know that maybe over the age of, I'll say 40, you always heard that homage to their sound, their techniques, their, the riffs that they did, where they, there was always an acknowledgement of it. And I'm not saying that as an artist, you have to do that. But it it gives, one, validation of, of what your talents are and that they didn't just poof out of nowhere. Like, you, you've lived an experienced life, so that's where it's coming from. But I, I just, I feel like a lot of young people just refuse to acknowledge, like, I didn't get this from her. I just came out of my throat. I, I have listened to your mama's music, and you learned that riff. That's where it came from.
1: I haven't necessarily heard, uh, seen that. I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't say to the point. Okay, let me rephrase that. I haven't. I can't say to the point where a lot or where the majority is, because
0: mm-hmm. in regards, well, you, well I, I don't think it's a secret. You work in a school. That that's where I I hear it. I see the disconnects when I'm with my students. That's when I hear the disconnect. Like they don't know the origin of that song. So they'll hear, like they'll play me a song and they don't know where that song came from or they don't know where that sample came from or that line came from or that reference came from.
1: So I feel that way about many other
0: artist, Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. and
1: Tina Turner, when she did um, um, come together, she didn't go around saying, I took this. Let's go to Elvis. He doesn't, well, we know.
0: he doesn't, like, First of all, you're right. not going to mess with my Tina Turner. She's, she was right legit. But, but it regard- was different, though, when you, you knew when they were doing a remake of a song, though, you know, because, it wasn't uh, an acknowledgement, but they had to make the song different or they would just doing that artist's song. Right. Like the, the whole idea of Whitney Houston and I'll always love you. That song lived before Whitney touched it, but it certainly will not, not be considered Whitney's uh after she exactly.
1: touched it. When they released it, she did not
0: say that we took this from someone. And that's my thing. Well my we thing already is, knew but but see it, it is I think the, the saying that it was we already knew like there was already an idea of who a Dolly Parton was. So we yes, knew was her an idea generation. of Dolly Parton, but with acknowledging it. That's what I'm just refused. That, that generation just I can typically know how old someone is by how they have this conversation. And I get it. I I remember being 22, 23, 24, and and not understanding. Everything that came before me, like getting into arguments with my professors in college because I just no, not thought that. I knew it's everything.
1: specifically the words that are said. The yeah. words that are said was, acknowledge when you take something that no one does that when they're first hitting. Now, if they say
0: inspiration. Right now. Right now. Inspired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when I think before, is, before it was more so paying homage to the person who did it, you know, and I hate to always be on a Whitney train, but she did that to a number of artists, you know, you know, Mary J. Blige did that to a number of artists where they would remake a song, you know, and you knew where it came from, you knew where I'm Every Woman came from, you knew the origin, you couldn't deny that that was a shotgun song, but I'm paying homage to someone I respect that I publicly said I love this person, you know, and I do, I'm seeing in this generation so, is this I, it's just, I mm, think that's mm-hmm. different. I'm talking mm-hmm. about
2: just if
1: yeah. we're saying that okay, I'm paying homage and I'm doing this because I I, I this person inspired me, versus mm-hmm. I'm coming out and saying I took this. That's two different things, coming out and saying it and doing it. Your well, moment, young
0: people are not, and it I, sounds I, I hate to sound like I'm 80 years old, but the, the younger generations now are not going there. They're not saying, hey, this is where I got this from. They just, actually, it's more lawsuits in the last 15 years than I've ever seen in music for copyright infringement. Now, I'm not saying it never happened because it definitely was a racial thing at one time where we would make something, yeah. And they would try to take it and make it their own. And they legally had rights to do that. But I think now it's like, I don't even know where this hook come from. It just, it sounds good. I don't even know where the hook comes from. And if you don't have a knowledgeable producer, it's almost a total disconnect. So does that does that equate
1: to them saying that or not saying who inspired them? Because uh, artists are always uh, who
0: inspired And it, that's what I'm saying. The sentences are being And I don't, I don't to. want to throw your homegirl under the bus, but uh, Ariana Grande didn't come out saying, I love uh, Mariah Curry. She came out saying, I'm going to replace her. A she woman that's still here. I want, I want to throw dirt on your, oh, your no, inspiration's no, no, no. name.
1: it did change her tone absolutely changed and she was wrong. She changed when, you know, there was a comment that started going around. That it didn't her. Mm-hmm. That's when she started saying that, Oh no, to this, I'm the new one. She first came out starting saying, Hey, I learned from Whitney Houston and Mariah. She said, that's where mm-hmm. I learned from. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, blogs do what they do. You know, uh, uh, people say whatever and it gets to people's head. And then she stopped mentioning her. So it wasn't of uh, the young generation, Ariana Grande, she not owning up to it because she did. And mm. I guess they're <laughs> back on the terms because she started doing it again. I don't, mm-hmm. that I don't She get. did it the right
0: get. way, but she did it the right way this second go around versus you just taking something. And just just singing this lady's songs randomly. And you're not, you know, I, it's, it's, it happens so much. And it's not a new thing, but it was so, it wasn't so much of a, like, I need to pay reverence to you, but you are enjoying snippets of somebody else's hard work without... Saying, "Hey, I really like this person," because it became a thing of, "I can't do that," because then you go think I'm trying to be this person. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna jack that style and just, you know, we see that across the board in terms of where you want to go with your faith. What, what do you think you bring to faith-based music today? What will, what will Caleb bring to faith-based music today? Moving people
1: towards relationship, letting go of, uh, of you know, the culture uh, and the culture. Oh, my God. Like, I, we can't, we can't. So, but that's what's wrong. That's honestly the culture. When I say culture, I'm talking about focusing on I have to look right. Yes, we're supposed mm-hmm. to let go of the culture, especially with Jesus. What did Jesus do? He literally came and
0: said all of it is wrong. Right. He wasn't so, worried about how many breaths, how you how sharp you look. Everything about religion and the culture
1: of Christianity, and it wasn't called well, we know it wasn't Christianity at that point, but everything Judaism, Judaism, Every he said okay, if that's what y'all gonna do, that's what y'all gonna do, but that's not the way my father rolls. They had centuries of laws, rules, Mm -hmm. and this is how it's supposed to be done. And he said, no. So how is it that, you know, we're in a different time, you know, we have our rules, we have our ways, and it's not to say, you know, not for good reason, they came about for reasons. They came about because of our experience. Something wanted to. Be, someone wanted something to be changed, and it was changed for the time. And we got stuck there. Great. Okay. Whatever. But that doesn't mean it's always right. That doesn't mean that the culture is. It, it is the way to Jesus Christ. It is, it's us. And so, want, my thing
0: want us to find it before we're seeking to change it. I think we first have to come up with a consensus of what it is because I think we're getting rid of parts of our history that we should not. Um, And when I say culture, I mean, history. I mean, a culture is uh, like a neighborhood of people around you who think, feel, taste, smell like you, you do. Um, And it doesn't necessarily mean black, but I'm within our black culture of our music. I feel like we're leaning. So, and it, it happened because the generations before began to pay more attention to it. So now we have, a, a, in faith-based, we have a Kirk Franklin who came out trying to be sharp and putting his image above his work. And I'm not saying that faith wasn't there, but I, I do believe the image of a Christian singer became more important than the message. And then, I've, of course, you got to do all those wild acrobats and, you know, that we all sound alike now. and
1: Right. I, I don't... I would say that image has always been a thing for faith-based anything.
0: Well, decency and order was. So, you know, cleanliness is next to godliness. So that that became... The daddy peoples of it all where she was sharp at all times. But I think the, the image of that, that super exceed the a message. This, said, yeah. <laughs> that's not the way to
1: Christ, how how you look, or you know, so that's when you, you say building relationship, that.
0: build relationship, that's what I think about when you say that. That you do. Mm-hmm.
1: Many people don't. A mm-hmm. lot of people in the culture, they still associate the image being how you get to Jesus Christ. So again, no, you can't, you you have to be blameless. You you can't have sin, you can't struggle. Um, Let's take, you know, something that, you know, I say it's still a little bit fresh, how people went to church. That was a huge thing, wearing jeans to church. Mm -hmm. It was a transition. It was a transition. But before there was a culture of you cannot do that. Mm-hmm. And so when I say, culture, letting go of culture. I mean that. I mean, let's stop saying that you have to. Males, you cannot sing an alto or a soprano, or that
0: ain't Jesus. Mm. That's preference. But and see th- that that becomes people's individual shortcomings and insecurities playing a part. So what you're speaking of is the individual. Because it turned into the collective because, oh yeah, because there's still things that I hold tight to. I won't go to someone's funeral dressed down. That's just something that, something I was taught. It is about, it's, it's connected to respect and reverence to the space that you're in. And just because we may not be in a church and we're in a funeral home does not take that responsibility away from you. But I, I get what you're saying. It's just figuring out we have to then let the individual know, relax, come as you are. Exactly. And that's, we started doing that in regards to, you
1: know, clothing. It takes people to start getting that message and mm-hmm. stop demonizing everyone because of our preferences. So
0: well, 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 one of the things, so I used to be in charge of the drama ministry at my old church. And it. Uh, I had to let the young people know you can't break sister such and such, elder such and such, no more than you want them to break you. So you have to give that same grace and mercy to people who have done it this way. Eventually they'll start, you know, you know. prime example, look at the uh, Clark sisters. They always talked about how they had to dress and how they had to, you know, present themselves. But time allowed them to have their own individuality and they didn't look like the triplet sisters. But <laughs> Tom had to do that. Tom will Tom will change a heart or change a habit. But we have to give that grace when we're speaking about what has been. Versus young people coming in and like, we just cut all these ties. Just cut all of it. Everything. Just throw it out. Because what what has gotten you to that point is you know, uh those people practicing that. And they got you they got you to this point to to now add your just to sure it. And now it's gonna be this. You know, um it 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 the fitting that we're in uh January where we celebrate Martin Luther King and then February for Black History. And it's this old adage where they had to sit so we could stand and then the next generation could run. You know, so we have to I think it's we have to go back to grace and mercy. These and are I think that's this is the words. basic tenets and build on that.
1: I, I definitely agree. And I mm-hmm. think it goes both ways. It, yeah. it, it's it's not right for the runners to expect the walkers to run. It's not right for the walkers to say y'all running, slow down. Yeah, crawlers. If you're crawling, crawl. None of it is wrong, and that's mm-hmm. my. That's where I want to. Not to say I'm going to change the music industry or the world, well, but that's, that's a my thing. thing. To pray. Mm-hmm. That, that's me. My thing is, if that's how you do it, great and amen. That doesn't equate to me finding Jesus. So, for example, my Jesus moment, my come to Jesus moment, wasn't with the word, and mm-hmm. uh, so many would say. You didn't get saved because of the preaching? No, it was because of someone's voice. Just because you're saved based off of the preacher and I'm based off of the singer, why do we have this battle? Why, why is there a fight? Because well,
0: well, I'll say there's been more of an acknowledgment that's why we have a music ministry. That's why we have a fine art ministry. That's why we have a dance ministry. Because there was a, a idea. Because before, none of those music, none of them instruments was in church. Nobody was dancing. That was, you know, against the cardinal rules. But over time, and time happened, we've realized that everybody has a different learning style. Some people don't get it simply by sitting in a pew, following along in their books. Some people need to see the dance and get convicted in that way or hear that song that convicts them or watch that production that um, convicts them. I think that's been over time, and we're seeing that steadily grow, but you still see the older members in those churches that fight against that still fight about how much of that, because they know the word at the end of the day is the word. And we're all saying that everybody is saying the same thing. I just think everybody is choosing not to listen and hear each other. I'm just, you're saying what you're saying and I'm just waiting to react. And that happens within the body of life. In terms of people in general, the the reason so many people hate church and are so venomous about church is because of experience they had with an individual or individuals. So they can't separate the individual from the body that is church or religion and so on. so they begin to blame christianity or they be, they blame you know them pentecostal people you know they are a little off but it's it's the individual and we we continue to look at the messenger and avoid the message because at the end of the day elder such and such she not lying it's the word or oh, uh, he is the word it's, it has nothing to do with how you sing that run Because if you're not connected to the to the word, that run is just a run. And um, it's not a ministry. What hurts my heart is
1: a lot of a lot of what's taught isn't the word. Mm -hmm.
0: It goes back to the the church. And so individual, but but say individual though, because it helps you to understand where it's really coming from. Because it's not coming from the body of that church is coming from the individual. So I feel
1: like a lot of it, though, a lot of experience, when Mm we find that, when someone is faced with that, they are reiterating what's taught across that church. And so, yes, it's the individual of the leader, Mm -hmm. honestly, from the head down, Mm -hmm. from the head down. But let's, you know, let's have that grace in understanding that if one person taught it, and now all of these people believe it. And now they're pushing it on you. It is the body of that church.
0: But just know that a lot of people in that church may feel the way you feel, but they're still stuck with, i got to come to this building. I think this pandemic put a lot of people on their tails because it forced them to understand. I could really Fact. sit at home and watch the service and get the same feeling. Facts. And, and feel the same Fact. way. And many people, because they thought that was wrong and we got to get back into the church you can't tell us we can't have church so you're gonna risk the lives of all these seniors at this church despite a new way of doing things and that's That's, many of them were already trying to many of them wanted to be televangelists many of them are trying It's so many networks now many of them are trying, but now that that was the only choice you had, you forgot the word. You you can get the word from anything. Right. And the thing
1: where where the fight comes in, again, it's wrong if you do it that way.
0: But and at the same time, you are forcing people who have a habit of doing this. You're forced, you want them, It's, it's I'll never forget this. Uh, in college, we were doing, we did a play called Amen Corner. And I grew up in Catholic church, so some of the hymns are similar. They just sound different. And I did not know the words to this song. And my professor, who was 60-some years old then, she admonished me for not knowing these songs because I was Black. And I said to her, I said, well, I was raised in Catholic school And Catholic Church, I went to Black churches every now and again, but I was still stuck in what we did Monday through Friday. Right. What I did on Sunday was like, that was one day versus five days. Right. And and I remember asking her, I said, how long did it take you to learn those songs? She's like, probably into my adulthood or my teenage. I said, so you're asking me to learn something. in a fraction of the time that it took you to know it, and know that you know that you know that you know it. Hey, Sharon, good evening. But it it, it really just uh, it it both sides have to have that understanding for each other. It can't just be the elders relinquishing control and letting these little vagrants come in, these little young poppers come in and and just take over and change everything. Because ultimately, what happens is the word gets muddled. Cause now I, I went to the I went to a church for the first time maybe like three years ago and the pastor had on a sweatsuit and I was I could not hey Sharon okay. I could not I could not understand. like I was like I I, I was looking at his sweatsuit the whole time. He had a Russell Gray sweatsuit on with Tim's and I could not get past it. I I've read and in my mind I had built up an image of what you're supposed to do when you go into the body of church. And that was a habit that I had developed, but it was it stemmed from my faith. Like, you come ready, but you come as you are, but that was a choice that he made. That right. was a purposeful choice that he made, and that's him trying to connect with his younger uh, audiences. Yeah. However, you know, you have to understand how people felt. Like, you came every day with a suit on and your, your collar, and now you playing Russian sausage? What's going on, sir? You so feeling some kind of way? So here's the thing with that, I, and I hear you, and I agree
1: because you know <laughs> I came from a particular background in church. My thing, what hurts my heart is we push people away when mm. they become vagrants because they're doing something different. I didn't. I was trying to say no, 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 no. no. I not to call them vagrants. No, but here's the thing. But that's on. reality. Right. But that's the reality, right? And where you may be joking, there are so many people that are serious about that. And what hurts my heart is we turn people away from Jesus mm-hmm. because we demonize them from what we're taught or what we prefer. Right. I get it. And I guess, no, everything shouldn't be thrown away and okay,
0: um, forget But you what. just admit that the younger generations have that attitude, like... They ready to clean house. They want to get rid of everything. Get rid of the pews. Get rid of the outfit. Let's do this in the realm. Let's just come by, sit on some pillows. Or... I feel
1: like every generation where there was a transition went through that. Where okay, because let's take us as teenagers. If you're telling me that I, this is wrong, what are right. what what's the younger generation? What did we do? Most, most likely. We went out and did it. We went but, out.
0: But share. I have to say, and it wasn't necessarily across the board, but it was the majority. There was still a transition that happened where you earned your space to be able to make the change in the house of God. It wasn't, it's my turn. If you, first of all, you'd have been kicked so far out of that building that you would have forgot where the building was. But well, it was the idea of you you had to you had to learn something in order to question it. Now I'm just hearing people question. You know, I tell my students that how are you asking a question and I haven't taught you anything yet? Mm-hmm. You gotta learn something first. Learn the basis of what you're trying to change versus you just looking at something and saying, I don't like that. Because now you're more, you're just as much on the surface as you're saying other people are. So is is this going around in a circle? So
1: how is it one side can ask to one to be deeper and not the other side? So just like you said, right. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we both keep
0: saying it. Both mm-hmm. sides have to chill yeah. out. What is an acknowledgement? Is an acknowledgement that I think the elder generation they don't it's, I can't. It's like. If you the if if I let you borrow my car and you keep coming back with scratches on it, I'm not gonna trust you with my car no more. Right. You know, and it's it's that idea of you you have to, as young people, you have to earn your way in. Just because you're youthful and full of energy, don't equate to now I'm in charge. Because you have to, you can't kick out what was there. You have to give some type of uh, time for growth where you're learning. Because then if I know what the rules are, I follow the rules because I know what the rules are and I know what the rules are because I follow them. I know how to then change them. You know, as a teacher, I know how to make a classroom better. But I can't just come in there as a regular odd off the street just because I was in a school at one time and say, these things need to change. If I didn't have that experience in the classrooms, I wouldn't know what would be the best, best practices. But a lot of, I'm just saying on the side of a lot of the elders, they're seeing young people that just want to replace them. And that's not just in the church, that's just across the board in life in general. They, they Young people want their turn, but they're not willing to do the work to prepare for their turn.
1: So uh, I, I hear you with that. I feel a big part, there are many elements to that. I really do. I feel like, um, or what I've noticed, because it's not my experience, I can say that it's not my experience necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of it is, there's not even the conversation of, hey, this is how I wanna change it. All of a sudden, there is a, no, that's wrong, no, no. And what breaks my heart is younger generations, and I, I do get this, They're not given that explanation of why, not now, not this time. This is why you don't do this. It becomes, it's just... Because I said so. (laughs) Right. And honestly, the new generation... Doesn't operate like that. It's mm-hmm. okay if we have a conversation. I can. I okay. Got it. Understand. I mean.
0: But well, do you see the the tad bit of selfishness that's in that arrogance? I want what I want because I want it now. I think that's both ways because what's wrong with it, it's coming from
1: both. What's wrong with the older generation saying, "Hey, I get it. I see you."
0: I and they do. It. But the the thing is, and I think the discrepancy is. They do see us. They see but the they, younger generation. They may, not, they may not acknowledge it. They, they may see the see difference, it. but the difference between them and them is experience. Now I know that you, I know that you probably would do the best that you could do, but guess how many brick walls you will run into not knowing the basis of what you're trying to take over and change? And all of that is you, you, you cannot I, we are we are in 2022. There's nothing that has happened or will happen or did happen that didn't already happen before. Right. And and you just know, and I and I think my perspective is I was raised by a great grandmother, not just a grandmother, but a right. great grandmother. So I have a certain level of patience, but I still have a useful arrogance that I just wanna, I don't want to plan, I just want to do it. And it's such a struggle in me because that's such, those are polar opposite feelings. And I often have to sit still and plan and, and do little pieces of it. So I feel, this side feel fulfilled, but this side also feel fulfilled. And I'm not driving myself crazy. And I'm a Gemini, so I'm split already. So yeah, just imagine, so. right? Just imagine having that foundation in having an 80 some year old woman in your house as a child and and not you know not having any idea but just learning how to just sit still on a Saturday we're just gonna sit here and we're gonna watch the shows and you're gonna sit and be quiet and you're gonna enjoy them and now I would love to do that I would I would love to do that but I had the basis of that knowledge and that information on how to be patient. You know, whereas though some of my friends didn't grow up with that, you know, and it was definitely apparent because I became the old man friend. And, And you just, it's just a, and I think the youth have to submit and the elders have to learn how to be mentors again. And and legacy build again. I think out the older generations forgot how to build a legacy for us all, while they were building a legacy for themselves. for themselves. Yeah, you know, it became about their resume, their legacy, their you know retirement, and they forgot about all of these. My generation, probably your generation, we're missing that. You know, I'm a millennial, but I'm at the very top of the millennial space. And it's it's a weird thing for me to look at the younger millennials like you need to sit still, like you you're doing too much right now. And it and them not know it becomes a battle then. Like this is a healthy converse, uh, conversation because we're yeah, listening to each other. But imagine, you know, working me working in a school, it really I've had to, I pray, I pray when I'm getting dressed, I pray when I'm brushing my teeth, I pray when I get into the parking lot, I pray on the road there. Like, because you have to mentally prepare yourself for somebody to say you aren't relevant. Right. Or to test your relevancy.
1: I feel, you know, I I absolutely love everything that you said in regards to what both sides need to Mm -hmm. do. Mm-hmm. It goes back to where I'm trying to what I'm trying to say. One way isn't uh, one way doesn't make the other way go to hell. Um, yeah. So, for example, you know, um, the past few years getting into the school system, um,
2: I've noticed if a teacher yells at a student. That's me. So there's a
1: difference. So sit down. What is wrong with Like, just disrespect. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference in leading and being disrespectful.
2: Mm-hmm. They'll disrespect
1: the student. They'll disrespect a student, but let their admin come to them and disrespect them. Who does she think she is? I don't need the, like we have. We have the same emotions mm-hmm.
0: that a child would. But but so look what? at that from the other side too. I would not have to tell you to sit down if you were sitting down. So here's my thing though with that. Oh, you said that. how old are, old are you? Your age. How old are
1: you? I'm thirty three. About okay. to be older.
2: So yeah. here's my thing. Okay,
1: We're always considering our perspective. Mm-hmm. Yes, we may be more wise. We, the chicken we on the egg. egg,
0: which came first? The chicken on the egg? That's gonna be a debate until God send Noah back.
1: My be...
2: Communication.
0: What does it matter? It,
1: what communication on both ends?
0: But if, if but but understand if I as 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 an elder in my environment, if you're not willing to hear me because I'm not relevant to you, me giving you sound advice, like have a seat, listen. That's not that person isn't telling you, that person anything wrong, but that person feels like I need to stand up right now. I need so here's to hear. The thing. what's wrong with pause, you pausing and
1: say, let me not say that sentence like that. Have a seat. Why can't? And you know, I'm being Touché. thirty-three. You know, why? Touché, but
0: you—you've told a child. Have a seat. You've had that tone right. come out, and, and you, I'm you, used to you, you that tone. The, you know, I'm the, used to that right? But you know, you know what got you to that tone. Like, have a seat. But does that makes does that make it right to give it, it to somebody? It doesn't make it right, but it makes you it human. It
1: makes you receive from it. And then expect them to receive from you. So just like I do, and I agree with you, Mm -hmm. yes, the younger generation does have an issue with submitting. The older generation has a problem with pausing, with their pride, and with their experience in saying, Mm -hmm. let me figure out how I need to talk to you. Because right now, it doesn't matter. I just need to give this to you, and I'm going to give it to you how I give it to you. And you need to be able to receive it.
0: Pause. It don't work like that. Oh, sorry. You would have got it in my place. Because I would have gave you, know. though. But it's it's the thing of, <sighs> it's it's hard to say because everything is nothing that you're saying that's incorrect. But something has happened with our young people today that they have not gotten the, the lessons that many of us have gotten. Frustration. Um, it's, it's frustration, but that's personal. That has nothing to do with the level of experience that I bring to a situation. So but you're telling me I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not relevant. I human. you go sit down and shut up. But that's human. It's but, but but, is but look human at human. But look at the look at the grace that you just gave that young person that you didn't give to that older person. No, my conversation has been what? Both sides need to do it. And, 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 I'm, and I'm understanding that, but, but, at some There's point, no but. as some point, as a young no person, but no but
1: some some point, a young person
0: you have to learn.
1: You have Both to sides learn. need you grace. Can't... Both sides have to learn something. Both sides have something to learn. And so we can't say that you learn, older generations learning
0: something is more important. Than but, but understand, people. understand as a young person. It what you work, need to learn as a young person as a comes from important. that person. But what you is it, not always going to be in the shape or form that is a smooth pill going down. Understood. Sometimes but life is not about experience, life is get experience, you sometimes. And as you get older, you'll get that. So a lot of a lot of my students come back to me now who I was I was very hard on and they they laugh and joke with me now as adults because it was still an understanding of, they didn't understand why I was saying that. Right. You know, I, and, I, and I I don't teach regular classes. I teach art, theater. So a lot of them who wanted to do those things, the information that I was given, that I applied, that I experienced, and that I made my own I had to give them that same information because most teachers aren't only teaching you the way their teacher taught them. Right. Well, if my teacher was missing something, you know, I, I was in elementary school right at that time where a teacher could hit you. So it was a little different, but it was still a, a way of. So I learned how to be more aggressive in a classroom. One, I'm a Black man, and many of the students that I was teaching wasn't used to having that in their household. I'm not judging. I'm just saying what the facts were. Right. Uh, so me coming into a school system, I had to learn how to, one, be cognizant of, this person may not see a Black man like you on a daily basis. So present yourself in a way that is soothing. And I do this thing where I say, hello, sir, how are you doing, ma'am? How you doing today, miss? And and young people don't like that. Young people hate that because they feel like I'm aging them. Like, my name not, mister. But that's my sign of respect. Right. So, so learning right. these things is a give and take. And I, I love the conversation because it speaks so much to the industry that is music. Right. Uh, it, it speaks so much because we have to receive... You know, okay. receive these things, and like you said, these are life things. These aren't just music industry things or faith based things. These are people things. These are human things. And I, I, I respect your uh, your information and your the what you're putting out there in terms of representing yourself. And I'm sure you know better
1: and my, like, <laughs> yeah
0: i'm honestly
1: i'm playing devil's advocate
0: i, really I get am. you i get you I i'm get playing you. devil's advocate because i
1: do understand and what mm-hmm. i know is why people turn away from god or anything in life whether it be mm-hmm. old young new is how you approach us it's how you approach humans if mm-hmm. If that human, it doesn't matter what it is, how wise, how uh, um, immature, how ignorant you may be, if Mm -hmm. it's brought to you incorrectly, right? I, I'm not going to. What you got to say? No,
0: no. But, but, and then that's a see, and that's a disconnect for me because you just said how you approach me. That approach goes both ways. How you respond. To how I approach you exactly because you you again and I, I tell a lot of young people, please learn something before you question it because at this point you're just making up a question to ask I, and that I, means you I, haven't even been listening to the girth of this conversation because you're just you're jumping ahead, you're not listening, and you you have a, a a answer, not a question in your head you have you you feel like you have an answer. To say, that's interesting. Because my
1: my niece, she does that. It doesn't mm-hmm. frustrate me. I mean, because I did it as a kid. We mm-hmm. all do did it as kids, and so my understanding of that kicks in. And okay, let me not get frustrated with you because I understand that's a youthful thing. This is why you're wrong. It's not uh, you don't know what you are talking be quiet. It's not that. It's How I. How many it.
0: children you think will accept you telling them they're wrong?
1: How, do, how does that work out for you? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And so the approach when you're coming to the youthful, if we just off rip say you're wrong, I'm not going to be mad if they turn around and look at me and say, I don't know what you're talking about. Leave me alone. I'm not going to be mad at mm-hmm. that because I do I'm understand. I, I get it. If I come off that way, that, hey, what you believe, how you operate is wrong. Cut it out.
0: You need to be doing it this way. You need to be doing it my way. Well, that 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 type of instructor, because um, I'm a yeller, I'm a sit-ass down type of person myself. Uh, but it often it's an individual who that's not their calling to be in that environment. And we often, you know, just like spiritual leaders, we keep on, you know, giving people the the mantle because they have a they literally have a voice that sounds like what a pastor's supposed to sound like yeah well, they have they have legacy their granddad was their dad was so you are you know or uh they know how to shout and dance and and step you know and and for me that was a big no-no for me in church because I did not yell and scream I'm not I'm Catholic we sit still and right. we're quiet. You know, right. and that was a that was a big thing for the AME church that I found myself in. You know, they didn't understand. Uh Nate not about to run around these buildings. They could sit right. here and be entertained by you all, and I'm gonna get my my Jesus in my way. And that's that's something that people have to to understand as well, but it's give and take. I have to be mindful, and guess what? You have to be mindful, even right. on the receiving end and it's, it's it's something that I think will push things along. And I one of the things I, I feel very uncomfortable for many artists because if you're not talented, then you're not going to be on the save list. And that 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 you know that alone makes me uncomfortable. Or if you don't have that thing that that thing that make my hair stands up, then that makes you not save. And that just may mean I may need a little bit more support so I can get to that point. But again, we have to, the older generation has to go back to mentoring and and being the transition in that that gap. Uh, And young people have to learn how to learn. And it's not always going to be as fast as you want it to be. It's not going to always go down as smooth as you need it to go. But you got to learn how to learn. We we
1: we go through that in every stage of our life, no matter how old we get. And my, what 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 breaks my heart is the demonizing. Mm-hmm. Because I'm out of that phase, and you're mm-hmm. going that phase. Oh, th- that's what breaks my heart, honestly. And where mm-hmm. you know why why I write, where I write, how I write, it's to eliminate the judgment of where you are where you are is not where you're going to end up definitely um
0: but i'm also i'm going to give you the understanding i Mm -hmm. understand but those people are being uncovered in this season right now those people who refuse to change and refuse to give grace and mercy they're being Mm -hmm. used for the ultimate good right now and they're being tested in ways that they didn't think they could still be tested and that hurts my heart too it should not but that's growth though that that's what happens when you you rely too much on your flesh and not too much on his understanding
1: my heart heart doesn't hurt for them necessarily because that's growth my heart hurts for those that will watch you gotta have for that yeah. From the outside, it looks mm-hmm. like the church doesn't have it
0: together. And, they don't. The, and, the church is a hospital. Yeah. People, please understand that. And that's something that if you listen to the right older lady for long enough, you'll hear that message. The church is a hospital. Nobody is perfect in that church. We're all in life support. And I don't the, care what your position uh, is. What your position is, what your your leadership role, you are on life support. And the unfortunate part is the message
1: up front has not always been that. The message mm-hmm. has been this is how you sing, this is how you sound, this is how you stand, this is how you dress, this is how mm-hmm. you're perfect. You have to be perfect. That's the upfront message. Mm-hmm. Where the upfront message should be, hey, why, or let me not say should. No, that's a preference. <laughs> how how do we think it would be if we said, hey, look where I am right now. This is how I got here. Versus
0: well, well, let's, let's, let's throw this. Let's throw this on. If people that were coming from the world said that, they wouldn't be in church. They wouldn't feel the need to go to church. But they could came to church because they felt there was a disconnect in that whole messaging that you just said. Uh, uh, But uh, as we close out, because this has been a very great conversation and I want to have you back very soon, um, please let us know where we can find your new album, uh, your music, where we can find you on social media and all that jazz. And I have one last question for you. you Yes. Please.
1: Everything can be found at my website, uh, Mm www.calebperryworld.com.
0: So we're going to put that information out there for him, for everybody, Uh, put it on our social media as well. If you go to on your stories and stuff, you can search his name and his music will come up so you can make it your, your story or your real background music um last question to you what (laughs) advice would you give to your 17 year old self and what question would you ask to your 100 year old self
1: my 17 year old self i would say be patient Mm. patient things will change Mm. and Mm. to my 100 year old self i would ask Hmm. What was the your most enjoyable moment of life? What what got you to that
0: point? Like what ignited that? And I have a secret for you. So those questions are where you are right now. So right now you're seeking what's, what's, where's my pleasure? Where's my happy? You know, and and based off what you what advice you gave to your seventeen self is a direct mirror is a mirror of where you are right now. So these are meditation prompts, writing prompts, that every now and again, when you feel like a struggle is happening, ask yourself those questions and it'll give you, and you, it'll change as you're changing, as you're growing. And it'll give you a good indication of where you are in a moment. Um, and that goes to anybody that's listening, just use it in the morning or randomly, in your new year, whatever, wherever you see fit for it. Uh, And it gives you a pretty good indication of where you are. Um, Thank you, Mr. Caleb. I'm definitely going to have you back on. So get your schedule together uh, because you're going to call shortly. Uh, But, but, uh, and I, let me know when the music comes out, because we'll be able to share it and uh, maybe do a listening party for you and such. Uh, Say it again. It's out today. It's out today. It's out today. Okay. And they can get it by going to your website.
1: Yes. It's on iTunes. If you don't want to go to the website, it's the website. iTunes,
0: <laughs> Spotify. You got to give them grace and mercy. Give them grace and mercy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I we'll, be, we'll be back next week. Uh, actually, next week we'll have Mr. Theo... Um, joining us, he's a Baltimore artist, uh, producer, photographer, all things that we all Black artists have to be in today's world. So join us next Friday, same time at 5 p.m. And don't forget on the 24th of this month, we'll be doing the You Thought I Was Him series. We'll be starting that with Troy Burton, Tracy Jiggins, and Michelle Gaskin. So tune in to the Artist Exchange Radio show on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and YouTube. Peace out and have a wonderful evening, daytime, if you're listening from another country. Peace out.